Hey, dream chasers and aspiring game changers. I'm your host and brand coach, Lindria Reynolds, and welcome back to another episode of Next Level Brand Behavior. I am so excited because today I have a powerhouse for you. I had the pleasure of recently having a great conversation with Ms. Cheryl Grace. She is the founder of Powerful Penny LLC and a senior vice president at a global market research corporation. If you don't know who Cheryl Grace is, you will definitely learn today. She is definitely dropping some gems that will help us negotiate our way to the top. Now, I can say this episode is specifically for my ladies, and I do believe that my gentlemen will learn something too, but we really are empowering women today. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation. Let's just get right into it. Enjoy. I have friends who are often bragging about you. I was like, I'm interviewing Cheryl Grace on my podcast. Girl, you got Cheryl Grace on your podcast? (laughs) I said, yes, and I'm excited to talk to her because I think that, you know, like I said, you're so inspirational and um, you're you're, you're just shining. And, you know, we need to see that you know, no matter what age group, you know, from Gen Z on up to even just, you know, baby boomers, you know, there's, and I know we're going to get a little bit more into that a little later, just thinking about even the different types of women and where you are in your career there, you, it's, it's never too late to do what you love to do and what you want to do, you know, and, and follow your path and follow your dream. And Cheryl, and I think that the work that you're doing with Powerful Penny, it just reminds us that it's not too late and you can shine. Well, thank you. And thank you for sharing that it is of interest to other people. Cause sometimes when you just have your head down and you're pressing forward, you don't know how it's being received or perceived externally. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Cheryl, the first question that I always ask my guests is, what's your creative love story? I think everyone is creative. Um, If you have an idea, a concept, you're changing lives, you're doing something unique. You know, all of our fingerprints are different for a reason because we're creatively made. And so... I want to know, what's your creative love story? So, you know, I actually think that I have two gifts. The first is helping others and the gift of gab. And let me talk you through when I actually noticed each of those gifts. Um, So the first, which is helping others, I noticed that in the first grade. And I also noticed that I do sometimes at the expense of my own self-interest, help other people. Um, In first grade, one day we were waiting in line to go to the restroom when our teacher had to step out of the line, step out of the room rather, um, and had to run an errand. And so she told us, don't get out of line, stay right where you are. And we were all lined up, boys in one single file, girls in another single file, you know, parallel to each other. And while she was gone, One of the little girls, like she really had to go to the restroom and she couldn't wait. And so she wet her pants and she was standing in front of me and I was appalled for her because, you know, at that age, first grade, what are you, six, seven? um, It's very embarrassing. And so I didn't want her to get in trouble for peeing her pants. So I got out of line, 
ran across the hall to the janitor's closet, grabbed a mop, came back, map, and I mopped up her, her wetness. And then I ran back across to the janitor's closet, threw the broom, threw the mop in the room. And then as I was on my way back to our room, wouldn't you know, that's when the teacher came back down the hall and caught me in the middle of the hallway. <laughs> so I looked like I had disobeyed and I had, but I did it to help someone else. And I got sent to the principal's office, but I never gave up why I never like gave up that the little girl had Peter Pans and that, you know, I, I didn't feel that that was a story that was mine to tell. And if I needed to take the fall for helping somebody else, oh, well. So that's when I kind of first noticed, okay, girl, like you get in trouble sometimes when you help other people, but that's not going to stop you from helping other people. And that's the first gift. And then the second gift is the gift of gab that I know my mom used to tell me ever since kindergarten, all of my report cards had written on it. Cheryl talks too much. (laughs) And, you know, my mom, you know, would say, you can't keep talking that much. This is a problem. This is a problem. And when I got to high school, I was talking on the phone and talking a lot. And she basically said, you cannot make a career out of talking so much. And she was wrong because I majored in public relations <laughs> and I turned that gift of gab into, you know, a career and I've never looked back. So those are my two gifts. And I think the roles that I've had working with nonprofit organizations or, you know, now in my current role where I actually am able to support nonprofit organizations through corporate uh, investments I would say I've done a pretty good job of marrying both of those, um, those gifts. I love that you started with kindergarten and first grade. The thing that you've loved to do and the thing that you're great at, it, it, it comes on pretty early and you have to sometimes think back and remind yourself that I've been doing that since I was five. Yes, (laughs) yes that which comes natural. Now you may have to hone it a bit. You may have to um, figure out how to maximize its impact, how to be better at it, how to do it so that it resonates with other people. But a gift is just that. It's what God gave you and how you use that gift, I really believe is a testament to God and, and, and how he can help you utilize it for good. Look, I can't follow up anything else with that one. (laughs) You have this amazing new web series that you're starting. Um, Is it the 23rd of February? Yes, it's Sunday, February 23rd. Next Sunday, not, yeah, next Sunday, February 23rd. Yes, so you have this amazing um, new web series that you're, you're starting. And while we're talking about gifts, I'm sure the women that you have on this web series have some amazing gifts and you're really helping them to share those gifts with the world. So could you talk to us about why is it, why is it so important for women to know what their value is, you know, at every level of their career and how you're tackling, you know, some, maybe some insecurities or some, some obstacles or just life changes within that web series. Tell us about that. 
I, I pulled together the web series, first of all, because I get asked so often by so many different women from so many different walks of life, I need a mentor. Can you mentor me? And um, I mentor as many people as I can at any given time. But I thought all of the stories that I keep hearing are often the same. And it it resonated with me because I recognize that, first of all, there's no age limit to when you need a mentor. And secondly, if I can help one person, then I should be able to help five. And how can I do that in a way that reaches multiple people? And I thought about the web series. And so we're calling it Live from the Pink Couch uh, because it's it's live and I'm doing it from my pink sofa, which I love. And the series we've identified for right now, five women. I call them my next level tribe mentees. And they range in age from 20, like the early 20s to uh, mid 50s. And their career stories are different. So you've got someone who's right out of college who hasn't had her first job yet. You've got someone who's been working on the job and has been laid off and is now looking for, you know, another role and having a hard time finding it. You've got someone who's working but really wants to be doing her own thing as her own side hustle. And she's really not sure how to do that. You've got another one who is just determined to climb up the career ladder and knows that it's time for her to be promoted and to receive a raise, but she's not really sure how to ask for that. And then you've got someone who's lived her first career. She's raised her children and she's ready to live, you know, her passion life and wants to start a career 2.0. And so each one of these women, what I think is valuable for anyone who's going to be tuning in is that at some point, you're going to hit one of those stages in your career, right. one of those stages. So it just occurred to me that we could also take questions from the viewers who may also find themselves in similar situations. And we could help not just the five women, not just the next level tribe mentees to get to their next level of best. We can be helping other people as well. And so we're going to follow these five mentees through the course of um, them achieving their goals. I call goals pink elephants. Um, and so there are various pink elephants that they're going to be eating. We're going to be tracking them every second and fourth Sunday of the month until they achieve their goals. And so I talk about how you know, usually when you're in a tribe on one of the reality television shows, it's a bad thing if you get voted off the tribe. But this is an example of when it's going to be good if you get voted off the tribe, because that means that you have achieved the goal that you set out to. Got it. And so when um, when one tribe member achieves her goals and gets voted off, then we bring in another tribe member who is at that same stage in her career, like a newbie or someone trying to uh, start her own business or someone who's looking for her next, you know, passion 2.0 career or someone who's laid off. We try to fill the spot with someone who's trying to achieve the exact same type of goal. I'm excited. I'll be watching. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's 
important to see other people's journeys and experiences and you get inspired and you know it just kind of helps you with your own your own personal goals and you know or your pink elephants I love that can you tell us a little bit more about the pink elephant concept why are they called pink elephants you know pink elephants are your biggest most audacious goals that you think may not be possible you can't accomplish it on your own you have to literally lean into faith to accomplish it and I eat pink elephants all the time and I think other people should be able to eat them as well one of the things that I've noticed as I've been mentoring you know for a couple of decades now is that women don't often dream big enough dreams We dream very small dreams. And I believe in dreaming big dreams and putting them out there. And the only way to eat a pink elephant is one small bite at a time. And so if you take a big audacious goal, um, like, for example, I wanted to own my own vacation home and it seemed insurmountable until I got really, really strategic with it and intentional. And started breaking that into small bites. Okay, so if you want to own your vacation home, one of the things you have to do is decide where do you want this to be, this home to be. And so I identified three states because it had to be someplace close to where I am. Illinois is where I live. So that left me Wisconsin, Indiana, or Michigan. And then I had to literally very strategically start identifying, well, on this Saturday, I'm going to drive up to uh, Michigan and On this Saturday, I'll drive up to Wisconsin. I've identified brokers and realtors in each of these markets and start looking at households. I always think to eat your pink elephant, you have to start where you want to end. So I knew that I wanted to be in the space by July 4th of 2017. And so I worked backwards um, and started looking. We started in March. And every single weekend between March until June, when I finally found the house, I was out there looking and driving and looking and driving. And I was sharing that process with people because I wanted them to know. Now, unbeknownst to most people, I had actually identified that I wanted to own a a vacation home by the water um, maybe 10 years before that. So I'd already started collecting furniture for this house. So I had in my basement, in all four of my bedrooms at my house, like I had tons of furniture, all of the plates and napkins and tablecloths, all of that already picked out because I'd been collecting it over the course of 10 years. And um, I even had furniture over at my mom's house. And she's like, girl, when are you going to come and get this furniture? I'm like, as soon as I have my cottage. And I would go with uh, my son, we would travel places and I would see something that would be perfect for the cottage. And I said, oh my God, this is perfect for the cottage. And he got so tired of saying, mom, we don't have a cottage. And I'm like, son, you have no vision. We will have it one day. And I'm not going to wait until then to buy the, the, the right glassware or the flatware. So I've got items in the house that have come from all over the world, you know, flatware from Dubai and and dishes from uh, Spain. So um, when I found the house, all I literally had to do was move in, just move in. 
And that's what I call eating pink elephants and breaking them down into small bites. You break the, you take it from a year, you break that year into 12 months, you break those 12 months into four weeks, you break those four weeks into days. And every day I would do something toward achieving my goal, whatever that pink elephant goal is, every day I work toward it. And that's why I want to mentor women and help them understand how to use that same process with their careers. When I pop up on your show, don't act surprised. <laughs> I love to have you there. So I, this is amazing, and the fact that you just the, the way you just described, you know, pink elephants, elephants, and these these big these big goals that just seem, you know, so big that. They're un- they seem unrealistic. They seem unattainable. And the fact that you basically act acted on faith, you know, which, you know, faith, faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. And so right. for you to act on faith and to just prepare for this thing that you want, you know, you can, you can, it's not as hard. You can, you can get it. You just have to be diligent and going for it. And that's the exact point. It is not as hard when you break it down. It's not. And what I found is once you see that when you can break things into small bites and achieve your goals every single day by just nibbling at it every single day, consistency and tenacity are my superpowers. I talk about them all the time. And when you can do that, you grow your um, ability to tackle even bigger goals the next time around. And I will also say that when you have that faith that you just talked about, like originally I wanted a little cottage by the water, you know, close to the water. And um, I was thinking maybe, you know, three bedrooms. By the time God got done with me, I ended up with a six bedroom lake house. And I was ready for it because I had bought so much furniture, you know, I I could, I could fill up six bedrooms. So it goes to show you that when you lean into your own understanding, you're going to short yourself versus when you tap into God and what he can do for you. It, this house is, is more grand than I ever imagined it would be. My little, and people keep saying, stop calling it a cottage. It's not a cottage. In my head, it's still my little cottage because that's what I dreamed of originally. It just happens to be, you know, like a six bedroom, three story house. So, you know. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. So I'm right now, I'm just channeling my pink elephants. And we're, that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> and I love the work that you're doing uh, with helping women to realize those dreams and actually go after them. So that's awesome. Thank you. That's awesome. So talking about dreams and pink elephants and, you know, when you're thinking about some of these dreams and sometimes there may be someone, I call them like the brand makers, you know, the people who kind of have authority or influence on some of yeah. the dreams who you may you may work with it could be a supervisor and you know that you want to make more money you know you need a promotion you know that promotion can help you kind of catch that pink elephant and for women you know there's these pay gaps 
a woman one year out of college, she makes nearly 7% less than men. Or, you know, a woman with her MBA, you know, she makes nearly 5,000 less than her male classmates. And if a woman does get a promotion, there was a recent study that I saw that if a woman does get a promotion, she may get 15% while her male counterparts get 20%. And so when we're thinking about negotiating and getting what we want so that we can catch our pink elephants. You know, what tips do you give to that woman who's trying to, you know, negotiate her way to catching her dreams? I I love how you position that question. Um, what tips? Because there is different advice that works for uh, different negotiations, but there are three things that are pretty consistent. Number one is 99.5% of the time, the first offer that you're given isn't the best offer or the only offer. And a lot of women stop at what they're offered. So you get a new job, they offer you $100,000. You're so thrilled that they're offering you $100,000 that it doesn't even occur to you to ask for more. So going into that situation knowing what your value is, having done your homework, know that the first offer isn't the last offer and they expect you to negotiate for yourself. The second tip is, especially for women who are already in a role and are looking to get a promotion or a raise, is timing is everything. So you can't you know, expect that you're going to get a promotion or a raise just because you've shown up for work and hit your goals, you know, for the last 18 months. The expectation is, is that you will show up for work on time and that you will hit your goals. So you need to make sure that you're doing it going above and beyond that. And the timing of it is also important um, during the calendar year. So you shouldn't ask when you're at the end of your fiscal year, you should be asking when you're at the planning stages of the upcoming fiscal year, because then they can't tell you there's no money budgeted for it, because what you're doing is you're asking at the during the planning phase so that it can be budgeted into for the next fiscal year. And then I think the third tip is if you don't ask, you don't get. And so opening your mouth and asking is really like the first tip because a lot of women just don't ask at all. They don't ask for the promotion. They don't ask for more money. So, um, and I don't know if that's what I said the first tip was, but that's, that's, and if I said it, then I said it twice because it's important. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you, the first tip was um, that the first offer is- Yes, is not the last offer. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but just asking for it because most often women don't ask. Men will ask. Women, in all likelihood, don't think they even have the right to ask. And you do. From my own personal experience, I didn't learn that I could ask, really ask um, more during negotiating for new jobs until I was almost 40. And, um, and I had my cousin who actually is an attorney and he represented a a major global brand 
And he negotiated packages all the time, executive level packages. And so I asked him to help me with my negotiations. And when the offer came in, I was thrilled with the offer that was on the table. I'm going to tell you, it was a really good offer. It was, um, you know, significantly more than what I had gone in expecting and wanting. And I was happy with that offer. So when I got the little business card with the number um, for base compensation and signing bonus and uh, an annual bonus, when I got that information on the little business card uh, with the person that I was negotiating with, I was I was done. <laughs> I was done. But I'm like, let me ask cousin Mark if I'm doing this right and if he would do it for me. And um, he negotiated for me. He called me up and he said, so first of all, I asked for, and he started naming off these numbers, like 24,000, 25,000 more here, 20,000 more here. I'm like, oh my God, why would you do that? <laughs> like they're going to think I'm some corporate gold digger. Like I was really upset with him. And, you know, he told me to calm down, but I didn't, I didn't sleep well that night. And the next morning when he called me to say, yeah, you know, I spoke back with their team and, and I was getting ready to like hang up the phone because I knew he was going to tell me that he had screwed it up for me. But what he said was they didn't even blink. I should have asked for more. Mm. And here I am thinking, well, we've ruined all chances, right? And he's thinking, no, no, you, he knew my value. I didn't know my value. Wow. So you can't go into those conversations and not know your value. And I think that's how many of us go in. And because we don't know our value, then it doesn't even occur to us to ask for more. And honestly, as women, we're not raised to ask for more. At least my generation wasn't. No, I, I, I totally, even with my, you know, generation, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm considered a millennial, but I'm on the upper end of the millennial. Like, upper cusp. We're on the upper cusp. I'm on the upper cusp of the millennial. I'm the first one. <laughs> but I, I, you know, even with my own family, I, when, you know, before I left my position, I remember my dad saying, you're going to leave all that money. And I'm just like, Right, right. In my head, I'm like, first of all, it's not a lot of money to me. You know, it's I was like, it's not I it's you know, yes, I I'm able to make a living and um I'm doing okay, but you know, you know your worth, you know your value, and you know, you know, the steps you want to take and you know your pink elephants, and sometimes you can be in a position somewhere and make, you know, a good amount of money, but it may not be where you need to be to catch that pink elephant or right it you could be somewhere else making more money and but to your point with you know generations my dad really was like uh, you know just you be grateful you just got to be grateful <laughs> exactly my mom was, girl, you better get somewhere and settle down so you can get a pension. And I'm like, mom, they don't do that anymore. Like, I, I can't work for 30 plus years at the same company like you did. Um, and so moving around and millennials now, my gosh, they move around even more than we did during uh, when I was starting out. But yeah, don't you don't get comfortable. 
in many instances, you grow uh, when you go. You grow when you go. And I think more brands are recognizing, you know, there's a cost to hiring new people starting from scratch. There's there's an opportunity cost with that. Um, so you want to retain great associates. You want to retain high performers. In this day and age, that means every 18 to 24 months, you know, they've got to be receiving some new type of opportunity or some new role or, you know, getting the advancement that they they need in salary or compensation. But, you know, if you feel stuck in a position like you're not growing, then find someone who will appreciate what you bring to the table and take your ball and bat and go someplace else. We can't get stuck. Now I say that, although I've been at the same company this year, it'll be 16 years. Um, So it's ironic that I'm saying that because before this particular position, I never worked anywhere longer than four years. And so my philosophy was and still is either you move up or out. And so either I'm going to be moving to the next level or I'm going to be taking on a broader scope of responsibilities. But movement is key because you don't want to get stagnant. I love it. I love it. Two quick takeaways that I got from that. You grow when you go or you move up or move out. You move up or out. Yes. I love it. And that, that's so important. That's so important. And sometimes that that moving out can be uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, you just never know what's there. And you just have to take the risk. You have to take the risk. You do. I can say that every uncomfortable place I've been in my life, when I've finally emerged from that really tightly packed cocoon, I ended up in a better place. Um, And so the act of change itself of being really tightly ensconced in your comfortableness doesn't help you grow until you start squeezing your little self out of that comfort zone. And so it allows your wings, so you can allow your wings to fly. But every single situation where, you know, I've listened to uh, Donnie McClurkin, I cried and prayed and prayed and cried. And after you've done all you can, you just stand. I've only grown after I've come through those moments. You're right. When you make some of those moves, it it, it can be painful. I, it, it really can be painful. It can, it's painful, painfully scary. It's painful. Yes. Scary. Um, but, you know, it, it becomes rewarding. It becomes rewarding. So I love it. I love it. So I'll just really quickly repeat those negotiation tips. Um, you said, look at my little notes here. The first offer is not always the best offer. Correct. Timing is everything. Correct. And if you don't ask, then you don't get. Correct. And I know those are your top three. Then I heard, <laughs> you can tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Go for the juggler, because that's what Cousin Mark said. <laughs> Cousin Mark said, ask for more. 
Cousin Mark said, I always ask for more, but Cousin Mark also said, know your value. So you can't walk in and ask for more if you know, you're know you not performing at 150, 200%. If you're not you know, outshining everybody around you, you can't go for the juggler if you're not performing. You can't go for the juggler just doing what you supposed to do. Like Chris Rock, has that routine from many years ago that has always stuck with me where people will say how proud they are. You know, like dads will say, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad. I watched my kids today. And he was like, you supposed to watch your kids. Like you don't get extra brownie points for what you're supposed to do. So it's when you go above and beyond that. Yeah. Like cousin Mark says, then you can go for the juggler. (laughs) Got it. No, I love it. I love it. Performance is key. Performance is key. I think sometimes we do try to move before we show our proof of concept. Exactly. Because I've had too many younger associates say to me, well, I should be promoted. Well, why? Well, because I started at the same time as so-and-so and so-and-so and she got promoted. That's not a justification for you to go into your manager and talk about promotions. That is not a justification. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, because we can go into comparison um, syndrome and and use that. And that's not, you're you're right. That's not a wise decision. That's not wise. Exactly. Exactly. You got to stand on your own too when you're having that conversation. On two legs. Got it. Okay. Awesome. That was good. That was good, Cheryl. So we've talked about pink elephants we've talked about which are those big goals those big dreams that you're chasing you gave us some amazing negotiation tips and just talked about the different levels that women are in their careers and you know how we can get those pink elephants and how we can you know take these small steps and do these small um, tasks um, so that we can negotiate and go for the juggler what else is next for you Cheryl So I'm so excited because I'm working on a line of products that help you bring your pink elephants to life, um, whether they're journals and I've got, I'm, I'm totally into vision board, um, journaling and that's a whole separate conversation, but, you know, vision board planners and affirmation cards. And so my big vision is that one day I want to be able to walk into a store if they still have them. But I want to be able to walk into a store and you'll see my line of uh, pink elephant journals and and products that help you achieve your goals. We're also um, always looking at booking workshops for custom groups. We can customize them for groups. I um, have taught a number of master classes for groups before uh, looking at working with employee resource groups, you know, because I find that generally the members of the employee resource groups or, or the company organizations have a lot of younger associates who need some of the tips that will help them, you know, like what we're talking about now that will help them get to their next level. And so there are all types of things that we're planning with the, the marketing uh, and promotion of the Powerful Penny brand. It's a lifestyle brand. It's an aspirational brand. Um, I don't believe that you are just a single dimensional being. I think you're multidimensional. And so your career is not the only 
aspect of you that matters. Your relationships are important. Your family is important. How you live and show up in the world from a look and fashion, that's important. Um, So those are all of the pillars that we tackle on PowerfulPenny.com because I think it's really important for all of you to be present and physical in the world and not just the work part of you. That's exciting. I'll definitely be following you and following your products. Um, I love journaling. I love, I love vision boards. Um, I've seen, you know, even some of my peers say, oh, just over the vision boards. And I just think you're just not using it effectively, you know? Right. Yeah. And you just, you have to do the work. And so you have to do the work. Yes. You have this amazing brand and you're just, you know, expanding it even more so that women have more access and, you know, we're ready to take on um, this world and achieve our goals. And so I love it. And I'm, I'm definitely a fan and I will definitely be getting my products and, you know, staying connected to you. So thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. As soon as they're printed, I'm going to make sure you're the first person on the call. I'm going to send you a complimentary package of them because I do appreciate you having me on the show and, and, and sharing this information with everyone. So you're a gift yourself. Oh, thank you so much, Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm so glad you agree um, to do this, you know, to have this conversation with me and, um, like I said, I've been watching you and I I saw you speak and I, I know your value and um, your, the way you deliver information and it's, it's, it really is admirable. And there's so many women out here who, you know, need a Cheryl in their life, <laughs> need a Cheryl Grace. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm all about mentorship and having a personal board of directors or a sponsor and because we can't, you know, you can't. Um, you can't really get there alone. You need someone to just, even even if it's a thought partner, to help you to just really bring your vision to life. And so I love what you're doing. I support what you're doing. And um, I'll be watching the web series. Um, if I pop up on your show, sure, I'm serious. Um, do not. <laughs> that that person's gonna leave out. I think we talked about it. I think I'm the lone star. Once that lone star leaves out, you see me. <laughs> we welcome you. You're always welcome. <laughs> yes. So I'm I'm excited. I think you know, as we're coming to a close, is there anything else in terms of how can people connect with you? You know, if they want, you know, mentorship or the opportunity to possibly be on a web series, if that's, you know, if there's a certain process that they need to do or, you know, what, how can women connect with you so that they can continue to get all these amazing gems that you're dropping? Or if they want to, you mentioned, um, your, your, you know, expanding your brand, creating these products. You also speak at different events and do workshops. So just let us know how we can continue to connect with you. So um, the brand is PowerfulPenny.com and that's the website. But also if you're interested in, in mentoring, the best way to connect with me is through LinkedIn um, because I do check LinkedIn pretty regularly and I, send out a calendar of dates when I'm available 
and you can choose like the half hour slot that works best for you. So LinkedIn, uh, you can find me under Cheryl Grace. Um, I would love it. If you follow me on LinkedIn, that's the only way you'll be able to watch the live series. And then also Powerful Penny um, at Twitter. I'm not on Twitter as much, but you can still follow me every once in a while on Twitter at Powerful Penny, Powerful underscore Penny on Instagram and uh, Powerful Penny on Facebook. So those are the ways to reach me. And yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty, I try to be accessible and I, and I tell you why, because when I was starting out in my career, no one helped me. I had to figure it all out by myself. Um, and my parents were great, but they didn't know corporate America. And I just don't want to leave anybody else out there hanging like that. So if you need help, reach out on LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, Cheryl, this has been an amazing conversation. I'm so glad we had it. Um, you were definitely, as I mentioned earlier, dropping some gems. And I'm pretty sure, it's, I'm not going to just say someone, multiple people will walk away. I can even think off the top of my head, some of my, my friends that I'm just going to make sure I directly send this episode to them because I know, you know, what we're trying to do, what we're trying to accomplish and where we're trying to go. And I want to make sure that they get the opportunity to hear this and, you know, possibly connect with you beyond the podcast. And so I thank you again. This has been amazing. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you again, Landria, for even having the opportunity to, to be here. I, I really do. You have no idea. I really do appreciate it. So thank you. Well, that is all. I hope that whoever is listening, they get what they need to get. Connect with Cheryl. Learn more. Look at her new web series, um, Live from the Pink Couch starting February 23rd and you know see if you see yourself in one of those women and and see how you can level up in your career um and that's that's next level brand behavior so thank you yep I love it (laughs) (laughs) I love how we have that whole next level in common you know the synergies next level tribe and you know next level up with your brand leveling up so I love it